PLO, this is Putin. Vlad, it's Gadan. How are you doing, man? Doing good. I'm watching the football. How are you? What are you doing? You just get in? You get the uh, rest of Yes, yes, yes. I just flew in. I just got here. I'm not going to watch soccer. It's not what I do. But uh, whatever you want to call it, it's not that entertaining. If it was, then it'd be called NFL. Everything's great. It's fabulous. I love what you've done with the place. It's very nice. I'm now, I'm now in my hotel room, so make sure that nobody kills me or uh, tries to poison no. me. <laughs> Nobody will have nothing in your drink when you're there. Okay, thank you. Um, I would like, though, I, I, I can't seem to be able to get a hold of any McDonald's. The only request I have is that um, I can't eat any of your food, so I'm going to need some McDonald's sent to me right away. Well, we, we don't have McDonald's till We have McDonald's Valdez, so you can try McDonald's Valdez. They, they, this is good. We don't have Big Mac. We have Bigger Mac, and we have Pounder, no quarter Pounder, but you would like it. We have Diet Coke, too. We have Diet Coke. Don't send me Diet anything Coke. else but a Diet Coke. Okay. Well, you have them send me whatever you think is safe, what's not poisoned. I'll eat whatever as long as it's fabulous and stamp as long as it's McDonald's or McDonald's or whatever you want to call it. I don't care as long as it's branded with the golden arches. We actually have three. We have three arches here, but yes, we, we will definitely send it out to you. Uh, just have them send me whatever is safe for me to eat that is non-poisonous and that actually has healthy beef. Yes, we, we make sure that the cows don't, you know, they don't want to come from Chernobyl. We'll make sure that I don't. That doesn't Thanks, Vlad. I'll make sure that I give Grubhub a great review for you. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. We have we have Gruber. It's Gruber Hub. It's Gruber Hub, but it's okay. It's all right. Whatever. But I'm actually really looking forward to our meeting tomorrow. It's going to be really constructive. I've told everybody it's going to be super constructive. We actually need to talk about this whole collusion thing and this whole Russian thing. Hmm. And... It's not something necessarily that I wanted to do, but I told everybody that I would at least bring it up to you so that way you know. Mm. Yes. Okay. I'll make sure someone gets uh, some special drinks to, uh, you know, to celebrate uh, collusion. I mean, uh, non-collusion. Just make sure no cameras get on me and then it'll be okay, okay? Okay, that'd be perfectly fine. Well, you enjoy the rest of the World Cup, my friend, and um, I will see you... Tomorrow for our very constructive, super constructive meeting. Very, very constructive. Okay. Okay, Mr. Talk Trump. to you later, Vlad. Okay, bye-bye. Are you time right wow so uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I very um yeah andy's in norcal now cool. and i'm all the way in jersey still where in a where in norcal i'm up by um outside of chico oh nice that's pretty yeah. up there yeah it's it's different from socal that's for sure 
it's still hot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. SoCal, you know, there's some good things about it, but uh, I think NorCal's better. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whole different mentality. That's for sure. Like I, the farthest north I've been, and I live, I live in California too, but the farthest north I've been was like San Luis Obispo. That was all like farm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's a mixture because there's you know you got the coast which is nice, but um, there's a lot of orchards and you know a lot of rivers and lakes and a lot of outdoorsy stuff to do. <laughs> outdoorsy. Yeah. You, you know it's, it's not- prettier. <laughs> yeah. We're just talking about states: Northern California, Southern California. Like, is there any different different type of driving when it compared to being up in Northern California to Southern California? Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's it's slower pace up here, but um, I haven't experienced as bad as driving as I have when I was in like Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> Glendale, California, has got the worst <laughs> fucking drivers in the world. I just, uh, I just, I don't. I don't want to be like stereotypical and be like, oh, these types of people were driving in those areas, but it was just fucking bad, man. Well, um, I mean, I have a little bit of experience driving in every single state in the country except for Alaska, and we're actually going to be leaving in a few days to drive up to Alaska. So, um, in my experience, like, there's bad drivers pretty much everywhere, but, um, you know, some places that stand out in my mind would definitely be, like, Florida. <laughs> it is madness in Florida. And then even, like, Hawaii, because everyone is on island time. So it's very, very, very slow there. And, um, you know, growing up in mainly in Southern California and traveling to L.A. for work all the time, like, I've always either lived there or driven in like one to two hours to get to LA and it's just traffic man and people are super aggressive and yeah it sucks yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. but like pretty much every major city in the country that I've experienced now like has some pretty serious traffic problems like Austin is really really bad Atlanta is a nightmare like you just you just won't leave <laughs> like if it's a certain day, we'll just stay wherever you are. Old people too, so. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that. I was like, the demographic in Florida is a bunch of retirees. Like it's gonna be shitty. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> purple-haired old ladies crashing into shit. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like purple hair, you know, but. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you ever seen that? You ever seen that one commercial? What was that? Uh, I can't remember. It was uh, the uh, old ladies about to have their 50 year anniversary or their school, and they went and like dyed their hair purple and like went out there. I forgot what it was for, but that shit was kind of funny. Yeah. No one else does that. I guess I'm the only one. No. <laughs> I, I guess that was like, a Jersey commercial. I guess that you had to be there. Moment. Watch, I don't watch TV that has commercials anymore. Pretty much everything I watch is like internet. So. <laughs> oh, I'm the last the last guy that watches TV. Yeah. <laughs> I occasionally go to Netflix. That's about it. That's about the only thing. Well, if I'm going to watch TV, it's going to be like DVR'd so I can at least fast forward through all that bullshit, you know? That's yeah. true. I DVR a lot, like The Walking Dead. I like DVR that shit. You're still watching that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. Right? I'm trying. Like, I, I, I'm giving up on Fear of the Walking Dead really fast. I'm giving up on it. Oh, I watched like two episodes of that. I stayed with The Walking Dead until like. Two seasons ago, I'd say. And I was just over it. 
unfortunately that formula is just like a rinse and repeat, you know. So yeah, they're, they're drawing it out yeah. big time. Yeah. They just don't care no more. They're just like, okay, well you guys go here, and there's gonna be zombies, a lot of them. Yeah. We're gonna enclose, and then we're gonna get back to you in like two episodes. Yeah. It's just a lot of walking and depression with all this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> walking. To, well, that's fucking the zombie apocalypse. I'm sure ain't gonna be like Disney World, you know. Desperation, man. Desperation. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but like my husband and I, we've, we've been traveling in the van um, for the past two years, and so that's the only state that we haven't gone through yet. So that's kind of what we're trying to do, and yeah, so we've been we've been everywhere, but there's still so much to see. So yeah, for certainly sure. not what's done yet. <laughs> well, yeah, do it while you can. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the idea. <laughs> Well, what do we what do we got this week, bud? So this lady named Flora Lunsford, Uh-oh. right? Um, she's a waitress at a diner. She her unfortunately her purse was stolen out of the place in uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, to be exact. Twenty one year old Shaman West went to jail two days afterwards. How did the crime get solved? <laughs> Law and order. <laughs> <Dun, dun>. Okay. <laughs> so. Literally two days after West stole Lunsford's purse, um, she also had her driver's license. She had her social security card in there. Um, I guess this fucking moron thought it'd be a great idea to like live dangerously and double back to the restaurant that he stole the fucking purse from and proceed to purchase his meal <laughs> with the credit card from this woman's purse. Oh God. Like- how would she like? How would he not notice it was her? Like, dumb. Uh, wow, that person is fucking me. Like, what made him think that was a good idea? Though? Like, even if he didn't recognize her, why would you go use it at the place he took it from? Like, that was a straight dumb ass move. But like I said, even if it was stolen from there, you should notice the face of the person in right. the photo. Like. Her driver's license was there. Uh, maybe he just didn't look at her ID. He was just too... He was excited. Yeah. He was just excited that he got away with probably. it. Probably. And he didn't want to stare at the face on the ID because then he'd probably feel guilty. You know? <laughs> like, oh, you Oh, uh, look at this poor motherfucker. I just jacked all your shit. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Guilt right. starts setting in. Fucking driving to the nearest church. Just dropping yeah. off by the It makes door. it real, man. He's <laughs> like, oh, no. There's a name in the face. Oh, shit. But, yeah, on a scale from one to dumbass, that dude definitely is on the dumb shit. So it's about yeah, I'd say it's, it's about <laughs> a seven there. or an eight. The last guy was totally, like, tweaked out, so that was about a, that was about a nine. Oh. Yeah, it was up there. So, yeah, that is our segment on the uh, dumbest criminals. Be on the lookout. Yeah, I'd like to buy this TV. Wait. Yeah. Your name's Frank Miller, too? What? Small world, right? I see your ID. You look just like me. What happened? <laughs> Facial reconstruction. Okay. Could you imagine that, though? Like, put yourself in that position. Somebody jacks your shit, okay? So it's been a few days, and you're just like, fuck, all right, I guess I gotta go cancel all my shit. And then all of a sudden, this dude walks up with your shit. What would you do? Like, I'd fucking flip out. <laughs> yeah. I'd flip out. Welcome! We're so happy you've chosen to work at Starbucks, where the coffee isn't the only black thing we serve. 
We're here to make coffee for your everyday white collar job holders. And if they look like a blue collar worker, direct them to the nearest Dunkin Donuts or tell them we're out of Pike's Place. If they ask for an item off our food menu, then tell them our oven is broken and direct them to the nearest 7-Eleven. The colors we don't discriminate against are black and brown skinned customers. So now, repeat after me, black and brown are okay to drink our grounds. Now it's your turn. Black and brown are okay to drink our grounds. Great. Now that we've got that covered, let's go over the basics of serving a customer of color skin. Always greet them in a welcoming fashion. So if you want to add a yo or word in your discussion with a colored customer, that is too legit to quit for us. What we don't want is for a customer to pee on themselves. So what we intend on doing in the future is putting up a Starbucks kiosk in front of every bathroom door that will unlock it once you ordered your beverage. But don't be long, our bathroom doors will lock within five minutes and the authorities will be notified. So if you have any other loads to drop off, make sure it's done before you drop in. And one last thing, if you plan on sitting at one of our cherished Starbucks tables, we suggest that you either pull a laptop or a tablet out within two minutes of taking a seat, because if not, we will contact the authorities. Nothing says tax dollars at work more than watching a minority get walked out of a Starbucks in handcuffs. Yeah, we have a two-time AVN award-winning adult film star, Sin Sage. Glad to have you today. So we have some questions for you since you are our special guest. We have a couple yeah. questions right. that we're going to throw, throw out to you. Pretty sure a lot of you people should know her by now. I, I guarantee you a lot of people have already Googled your name because Google is such a powerful tool these days. Okay. Yeah, so we have some questions to ask you. If you don't, Great. you know. So uh, we're going to roll with number one here. So, okay. You know, throughout your career, especially since, like I said, you're an award-winning um, actress here, do you have any encounters with an obsessed fan or any uh, juicy details you can tell us about it? Yes. Um, unfortunately, when I have had obsessed fans, it's never been a good thing. It's been um, something that put me through some emotional turmoil and stuff like that. So I guess it started, like, the first time or so, like, when I started really sort of building a, an actual fan base of people who were, like, reaching out to me, and um, and then Twitter, of course, gives, like, so much access, uh, right. personal access, so, and then I got my email, and people started emailing me more and more and more, and I just, I kind of, nobody gives you, like, a guidebook on how to handle any sort of fame, and not, not like I'm a famous, you know, like, fucking Hollywood movie star or anything like that. And so when it first started to happen, like, I'm very compassionate, so people would be like, oh, I'm having a trouble or something like this, and I would write them back, and I would say, like, oh, you know, talk about it. Um, and then when you, like, when you give, like, a little bit, then people want a whole bunch. And right. people that would, like, get the wrong idea, or they would think, that we were all of a sudden best friends or they would just like push themselves into my life uh, in a way that was kind of uncomfortable. And so um, I had a couple situations where that happened and then it just turned out to be incredibly unhealthy and 
I had to pretty much shut it down. So that has happened. Um, and I just, you know, what can I say? I learned my lesson um, that everybody, like, I, I can't be friends uh, with my fans in that way, unfortunately, because this can lead to something that hurts me, hurts them. And I just, honestly, anymore, I don't even have time for it. So, um, and then the other thing that happens is when people get, like, negatively obsessed with me. Right. You know, they're, like, emailing me, emailing me, emailing me, and I'm like, I okay, you know, like, I can't really email you back every time. And then, so then they're like, you're a fucking bitch, and I hate you. So then they start emailing me, like, um, just uh, really, really horrible things and really, really hateful things. I've had, um, like, explicit descriptions of how they would, um, like, torture and murder me and stuff like that. So, um, so I think that obsession is unhealthy in any form that it takes. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, when you put yourself out there in the public eye, you're going to get, you're going to get some of that, um, unhealthy obsession. And so that's, that's something I've had to navigate for sure and learn about. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I also want to say something that's a little strange to me is, well, obviously, uh, so I have my entire career I've been um, involved in, like, lesbian porn. Like, that's all I do. So I don't do um, boy-girl porn. Yeah, uh, right. I, the past couple years, um, I've been making it with my husband, but that's just, like, pretty much just for our own website. I have a huge fan base that is uh, lesbian and queer people, and, like, I love that. Um, I, I identify as queer, so um, I really, you know, love providing that and being part of the community and stuff like that. But, um I just, you know, I just have to say that, like, I've never had a bad experience with a male fan. It 100% has been with female fans. And oh, so, wow, really? Yeah, so, I, I mean, I have a lot of female fans who, who get it, and they're super awesome, and I fucking love them all, but, like, any my experiences with negative fans has all been female, too. And I just, I find that interesting, because I think a lot... A lot of people do think that I get a lot that people would get a lot of shit from from uh, male consumers, and right. it just has not been that way for me. That has not been my experience. <laughs> yeah, well, I I guess that just goes to show of setting misconceptions straight because my assumption exactly. would be that you would get a lot of that from males, and like for you to say females is just like whoa, wow. I guess yeah. yeah, it really does make sense, you know, considering the genre that you work in. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like. I guess kind of flips it a little bit. And for people who don't know, that can maybe inform them a little bit of that kind of uh, perception. Yeah, yeah exactly. Some guys might be intimidated as well, because I know that from just being a guy myself. You know, sometimes guys are intimidated on <laughs> approaching any female, you know, that anything like that. Um, and yeah, on that, yeah, totally. And on that note, is Danny Daniels single? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, her, um... I'm pretty sure she's uh, married, uh, I think. So, yeah. but, but it is interesting to me. Um, something that I've observed, you know, is just that like people almost feel a sense like like they watch you so much that they start to feel this like I don't know, like an ownership or just like a really deep connection to the person that they see play out on their computer screen, you know. And, um, right. So a lot of times, like when you do something in your personal life, which might be like 
dating a man or marrying a man, even male fans get really mad about that because they're really attached to you as this lesbian performer. And so they, they will, they will give you like hate about that. And <laughs> I just, because I know that Danny's experienced some of that, and especially when she didn't work with men as well as women, and it's, so it's just weird to me, you know, this this sort of attachment to the characters that we portray um, in relation to our actual personal life as human beings, you know. And that, 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 I wonder if she catch shit because she does deal with the male counterpart, like she does male scenes. So I wonder if she does get crazy yeah. males as opposed, to, like you know. What you do, you do more, you know, more yeah. lesbian scenes. So I wonder if, if that's the case. Yeah, I, I think I think it is. Um, just that's just from my observations on Twitter of, mm-hmm. of everyone in general. Um, I mean, Twitter is a really amazing tool. Uh, it does allow us to connect with people, but it's also a really horrible place too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you have that that internet anonymity causes people to just feel like you're not actually talking to another human being. You're just saying something shitty at a computer. Um, when you take that sort of human element away, uh, people can get really fucking ugly. But, yeah, uh, yeah so it's, it's good and bad, just like everything else, I suppose. So I was wondering, um, when did you do your first film? Like, how was that? Because I can imagine, like, you would have assumptions going into something like that and then maybe it not being how you assumed it would be. Like... How was that for you? Like, when did you first start getting into it? Yeah, um, so I, I just did my first, uh, video performance that, that would have been in 2003. And, you know, it's, <laughs> I honestly, if I had any clear thought about it at the time, I do not remember. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Um, I just know that, like, you know, so all through high school and middle school, well, actually, since I was in elementary school, I I, uh, was in drama class, drama club, so I've always just been a performer. Um, I love performance. I love being on stage, and so uh, about, like, middle school, I started talking about wanting to work in porn. Um, and then in high school, I wanted to be a stripper, so I started dancing when I was 19, and um, to me, like, getting up on that stage, it just came, like, very naturally, uh, you know, and, and as you know, James, we were in uh, choir in high school, and we sang oh, yeah. in dance. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. So, yeah, it was so, super fun. So that's why, like, remember when that show Glee came out? I literally watched it just because I was, like, having memory feels. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Good old but, Mr. Um, Walker's class. Yeah. <laughs> he loved that we mentioned him in our porn conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so for me, it was just really natural, and it was just a part of, like, I always feel it's just, like, a part of who I am is performance. And um, going on stage was natural for me. So when I when I finally was able to get some gigs uh, making movies, uh, I think again it was just like kind of natural. As in, I didn't have any sort of like preconceived expectations. Oh, okay. I certain, 
I certainly had never watched a lot of porn. Like, I would say I probably watched, like, a small handful of maybe a couple, like, lesbian scenes. But that's really it. Like, I never I never watched porn. That was never really my thing. And obviously, like, when we were younger, like, streaming video sites, that was not a fucking thing. So right. I, I had, like, in fact, like, the first porn that I actually spent money on was a VHS tape that I put in my fucking <laughs> VCR. So, <laughs> I am. and um, <laughs> and yeah, so I just I had I had no expectations of what it would be. Uh, my first scene ever was a fetish uh, video, so it was like latex and um, and it was porn, so it involved you know like a lesbian scene, pussy eating, some toys, all that shit, but right. it was latex heavy. And um, it was at this big, giant mansion in the middle, like, really far out. I think it was, like, Moore Park in the valley. So it's, it's actually, like, the farthest part you could still call the valley. And uh, I, at the time, I was coming from Palm Springs. So I woke up super early in the morning, and I drove, like, two and a half hours to a place I had never been. I didn't have – there was no map quest. There was no smartphone. Um, on the way home when I left the shoot, which had taken like 12 fucking hours, it was like oh. at 11 o'clock at night. I, I got lost. I had no idea how to get back to the freeway. Like it was a crazy experience. Like I was halfway home. I had to pull over and nap in my car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, I, one thing I knew for sure is just that like, I loved it. You know, I loved being on camera. I loved the performance. It's just that part of it came really naturally to me. Yeah. All right. Well, it makes sense, you know, since you've grown up doing that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, yeah. I've, I've read a lot of people in the industry. They actually work a lot more than you would think they would. You know, some people work exactly. like five to seven days a week. Um, yeah. I've also read that um, some people film up to 22 films a month just to maintain a certain type of lifestyle. Uh, how often do you work? Well, so working in this industry has changed a lot. And, uh, you know, I've been in for a little over 15 years at this point. Um, when I was, like, really hitting my stride and I was peaking, uh, I was probably working anywhere from one to four days a week as far as getting shot by other people. But um, the way the business is now is, like, if you don't get your own thing going as far as creating your own content, um, you know, someday those shoots will dry up. I'm, I still shoot for other people. I still get hired by companies to shoot scenes for them, but it's definitely a lot less. Uh, also, cause mm-hmm. I'm always traveling. I'm always all over the place. So sometimes they call me and I'm like, I'd love to, but I'm in fucking, you know, Indiana or something like who knows. Right. Um, but so I, that aspect of it, I kind of inflicted upon myself, but you know, I noticed sometime around 20, um, we'll see, 2012-ish that, you know, like I was getting less bookings. And, um, that's when I, so that's when I got my license in massage therapy. So I'm a licensed massage therapist now as well. That's another thing that I can do. Uh, but I also realized that I needed to start my own, like I was talking about these clip stores and stuff like that. And I work with a lot of fetish girls and they all had their own clip stores and they were creating custom videos. And right. um, 
So anymore, like, that's the way that you maintain an income. That's the way that you um, continue to make a living. It seems to be almost more fan-based in that sense. Okay. To where, like, yeah. uh, you, you monetize yourself as a personality to fans. When a girl first comes into the industry, whether she's coming in as, like, an 18-year-old teen type or, you know, a lot of girls come in, like, in their 30s as a MILF type, like, you can get a lot of work right off the bat. You could you could work, like, three to five days a week, depending on how much you do, like, you do anal, if you do everything, whatever. But uh, I feel like that's going to... For most people, that's going to start to dry up after a couple years. Then you have to, like, get your own thing going if you want to continue in this business. Um, and I have to negotiate with clients, like, the prices. Right. Then I schedule shoot dates with models to produce their custom videos. Then we have to edit the custom videos, um, upload them, send them out. At the same time, I still have to post these videos on my stores, uh, put them up for sale on my stores. Then I have to do Instagram. I have to do Twitter. Um, I have to, like, this is how I market myself and right. grow my numbers, and that's how I keep my business going. So so when, when I say, like, I work every day, that does not mean I am going to a shoot house in L.A. and shooting for a company every day. That right. means yeah. so much else that I do, and it is, um, that's, I would say that's like a majority of girls in the business these days. Like they have their own sites, they have to shoot, they have to book, they have to, you know, navigate emails with customers. Like it's so it is a full time job and it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that that's just like how everything else has been going these days, as far as like different industry stuff. You know, just like what we're doing independently here with our podcasting and marketing ourselves and having to do all that kind of stuff. You want if you want to maintain a certain amount of you know. Yep. So I, I totally get where you're coming from. It's just it's a it's a different perspective thinking of it in that terms, but it all totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's this is what it is. Um, having your own business, you know. I mean, right. even like dealing with taxes and which you know I do like I I pay my fucking taxes. I'm a legit business. Like yeah, you're just you're like an independent contractor basically. Um yeah yeah uh, but I actually have my own corporation so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work dealing with all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know, being that you've been in the industry for so long, I'm pretty sure that there's other girls that come in that have been inspired or know you. And they're like, oh wow. <laughs> I'm like working or I know you and stuff like that. So that's actually, has to be a great feeling. Right. Have you been in, yeah. in a position to be able to mentor and help out some other actresses coming up? Yeah. So actually, uh, there's this great organization that started a few years back called APAC, um, Adult Performer Advocacy Committee. And being that like we don't have a union and we never really will, um, it kind of steps in and takes the place of that where, yeah, it's just a group of us um, advocating us and what our rights should be and um, helping us with, like, mental health problems, like, just guiding everyone in the right direction. Um, and they just started up with a mentorship program. So I actually am a literal mentor to a newer performer. Um, it literally awesome. just started, so we barely connected with each other so far. But um, I'm really looking forward to it in that sense. Uh, when I went to the meeting to, uh, it was like a, it was an APAC meeting and we were there to meet our, our mentees. 
um, mine wasn't able to make it, but there was a girl there who I was like, exactly like you said, like, oh my God, Sin Sage, like, oh, I can't believe it's you. Like, I love you so much. And, Da, 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 da. And I was just, I just get the biggest smile on my face. I, I'm just so fucking flattered. I'm just like, I can't even believe this. Like, yeah, yeah, and it, exactly. it is an amazing feeling. Like, I've been in this so long. And like, I remember when I started out and I just had to navigate everything myself and um, to be where I'm at now and just really, really know my industry. Um, I mean, that's a good feeling and definitely want to like share with other people like what I've learned. And so I love that. <laughs> Well, that's that's a great thing to be able to do because I'm sure there's a lot of girls who are trying to come in and just have like no clue, especially like I've noticed in this younger generation of kids. I'm like, whoa, you guys do some of you need some help. So it's, it's good that you're able to go out there and do that sort of thing. You know, back in my day, yeah. But um, yeah, so it's back in my day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sitting on the steps with the rocking chair. But is there anything that you want to set straight in the porn industry that's a misconception that a lot of people, like, is there anything you want to set straight? Or? Oh my God, there's so many things. I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I feel like part of it is what we just talked about. Like, I'll never forget there was this one time on Twitter, like, somebody said to me, you don't, you don't know what hard work means. You literally chose the job that requires the least amount of work or something like that. Oh, and I'm just oh. like, wow, please, like. So that's what I wanted to kind of put out there is that um, for people who are involved in this industry nowadays, you really have to work almost all the time. You have to be posting media. You have to be creating media. You have to be, um, you know, making yourself, uh, like keeping yourself relevant. But not only that, it's like everything I just listed to you, editing, booking, like scheduling, um, yeah. the email alone is a huge portion of it. You have to be coming up with ideas. You have to be, you know, people testing scripts. you got to figure out what they mean when they say this thing. Like there's just so many things when you're your own boss and you're running your own business, like this is a business. And um, so I think the misconception that, and even on set, like I'll tell you, I did it. I did a scene the other day. This is a a lesbian VP, which means double penetration for those of you who don't know. And so, you know, I have on a strap on, the other girl has on a strap on, and then the other girl is in between us. And that scene, I'm sure when, like, when that scene comes out, it will look seamless. It will look beautiful and sexy and hot and perfect. But it was an incredible amount of work. Like, we had to stop over and over and over again because, like, this position was painful or this one didn't work right or this one didn't look right and you had to stop and you got to start again and stop and start again and stop and start again. It's like, end of that shoot, I was fucking exhausted and, you know, like, I need a massage ever since that shoot because, like, my body was all tweaked and backed up, like, and so I think a misconception that, like, hey, everybody, like, we're all just here to have sex, turn on the cameras, let's do this shit, like, that's, (laughs) <laughs> the day goes. Yeah. It is a job. Like you show up, you have, you're expected to have certain things, you're expected to know certain things, and then, you know, you have to twist your body and contort your body into these positions, and you have to hold these positions for a really long time, and it might start hurting, but the camera has to get it, and you just have to, yeah. you know, push through it. Like that's. The reality of the job. I'm not complaining about it. I still fucking love it. 
I just like the misconception that it's easy. It's work, you know. It's fun work. It's rewarding work, but it is definitely work, um, just like everyone else. So, yeah, that's a that's a big one that kind of gets under my skin. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It is. It's just not like it's not like okay, you get on top and go. Yeah. And like you know, it's just like everyone's just going. You know. Yeah. Like, no, it's certainly not. I don't know. Are there any Are there any conceptions that either of you might have or might have heard of that you would ask oh, about? Well, I was just about to throw one out real quick. Like yeah. for instance, when you're watching some of the porn, you know, with the guy and like dude's going for like forty fucking minutes, you're like, you know, this shit isn't happening. Really, it's like you know, mm-hmm. this guy. This is like you just said. There's cut takes, cut takes. Yeah. Like he comes back, he leaves, he comes back. Like yep. it, it's not just all the one take, but like you said, how they cut it and they edit it. Yeah. It makes it like as good as like this guy is like a uh, you know a stallion. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely, that's a great thing to point out. Um, I remember listening. I listened to the Savage Love Lovecast a lot. Um, a podcast from from Dan Savage and one oh, of the right. yeah. yeah and one of the guys or he got a phone call from a guy who was saying kind of the same thing he's like my girl wants me to like um like porno style banger for like 40 minutes or whatever and he's like I can't do that and I, I wanted to call in and be like listen I work in porn like that's not happening in real life so your girl might think that like that's how it actually happens but it's a fucking movie and it's been edited to make it look like that's what happened. You know, he went at it for as long as he could. Maybe it was like 15 minutes, which is still pushed pretty hard to go at like a super fast pace for that long. And then, you know, they said cut. And then they're like, all right, well, we need to re-angle this shot and move the lights. And so you guys go have a break. And you know what I mean? And then yeah. and then he comes back and they're like, okay, get back in it, you know, and, and they start again. And the other thing you don't see is like, the dick going down, the dick coming back up, yeah. like that type of shit happens all fucking day. And um, yeah. or you also don't see him standing there jerking off for twenty five fucking minutes <laughs> to get that pop. Popping, you know, popping horny goat weed, like just getting ready to go. Yeah. Oh no, they all they all use uh, uh, Viagra. Viagra. Oh, Viagra. Yeah. They they all all use that first of all. Um, and then, yeah, like when it's time to do the pop shot, like literally everyone just like, he goes and jerks off for a while, comes back when he says he's ready. Everyone is literally standing there, like watching him jerk off, just like holding their breath. Like, come on, man, you can do it. Have you ever, have you ever seen that movie Orgasmo? Of course. (laughs) You know, which, uh, was it Matt Stone? He sits there like, fucking awesome. Like he's like all like all into it. Yeah. I can imagine that's what it's like. I don't want to sound queer or nothing. But you got to really fuck. Yeah. <laughs> stunt cock. That movie's great. Yeah, stunt cock. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? That's another thing that's uh, obviously not real. Like, I mean, most of the stuff in that movie is not real. Like, uh, I think uh, I think a lot of people still think there's such a thing as fluffers. That's, that's <laughs> I know that's never been a thing. That was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you. Are there are you know are there really fluffers that are in the? That's no, I mean I can't I can't even like imagine that that somebody's job somebody gets paid to sit on a set and just like stroke somebody's dick for him. Well, <laughs> like that's yeah. not. A thing. <laughs> and that's another thing too. I'd say another big misconception is that. This is actually a big one that I wish people understood a little bit more is that um, we're not fucking rich. This right. this is a good job, provides a good living, but we are far from fucking rich. And even back in the day, like before Pornhub, people had more money, um, but it was never like rich people. It was like, we do okay, we do well, um, we're not struggling. 
especially since Pornhub, um, the income to the industry has gone down so much. Um, and now it's just, like I said, we have to work 10 times as hard to make half the money. And um, so, you know, just because you see me on your TV screen <laughs> does not mean that I've, that I've got a lot of money. Uh, so, um, but I have to work really, really hard to maintain that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really just, um, it's making a living in entertainment, you know, and that, that's all it is. It doesn't mean that we're making Hollywood money, you know, like far, far, far from it. Right. I guess in the end, it's always, it's always about doing what you love, regardless of what it is and what you enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And, And I love this work. I love this business. Like, I mean, I tend to, to stick with it for as long as I can. Podcast. GT and Andy. The, po- with the podcast. With the podcast. <laughs> and the pudding in the podcast. <laughs> Let me uh, show you my special sauce. Right. Crazy shit. Sin Sage. Oh, my uh, For joining us tonight. <laughs> or today, or, or whenever anyone wants to listen to we have a game for you. Ooh. And fake and bake, um, this topic is bullshitting on the position. And uh, we're going to give you a couple names, set names, and you're going to let us know, are these real sexual positions, or are they not? <laughs> so true or false? Okay, wait. So do you have the answers to them? <laughs> Yes, I do. Oh, I do. Okay, okay. Yeah, Some of them. He's got the full breakdown on all this shit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm nervous because I have a feeling I'm not going to be that great at this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. So, so yeah, just let me know if like what I name is a sexual position or not. So we're gonna start with uh, number one. Okay. The cat. The cat. The cat. Like meow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh man. The cat. Yes? That's actually no, that is not a sexual <laughs> thing I did make up. It did sound good though, didn't it? I imagined, it I imagined it like doggy style, but instead of <laughs> instead of arching her back, she like pulls it up, you know what I mean? Like the arches it. Oh. Up. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I've, I've, I thought it'd be like going down with a very dry tongue, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, a, like a very like rigid tongue, like right? a sandpaper tongue. Yeah. Like yeah. a cat mouth. That makes more sense, yes. <laughs> we have number two, deep stick. Deep stick. Yes. Deep oh, stick. God. Um, n- uh, no. Yes, that's actually... So- that's that when a female lays on her belly, one leg up, and the man decides to deep penetrate from the back. So one yes, leg up. Lies on her belly. With, okay. All right. Well, you're giving me something to try, so that's cool. There you go. There's the deep stick. <laughs> I don't know if you want to try it. So we have um, <laughs> number three, the Houdini. Like the magician? Yes. Oh, God. No, are you including even the ones that are, like, jokey, like the angry pirate type of thing? Yes, yes, I am including these as well. Oh, okay, okay, so then I'm going to say yes. You are correct, the Houdini. Okay. Yes. Okay. That, that is when you are 
you are you know doggy style with your um, with your woman, and you proceed to pull out, and a friend is nearby, and he proceeds to have sex, and you go outside and go by the window and knock in the window and look outside while <laughs> the Houdini. That's terrifying. Right. That's not creepy at all. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going number four, the toasty bullet. No. Yeah, that's yeah. No, you're right. That's a Quizno sub. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> oh shit. So uh, we'll go with uh, number five, which is the dolphin. The dolphin. Yes. Yes, you are correct yeah. again. I think this one's my favorite, dude. Go ahead and explain this one. The dolphin is when you're proceeding to, uh, you know, fuck your girl doggy style, and you proceed to pull it out and stick it in her butt, and she goes, ah, 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 ah. Yes! Fuck yes! And that is the dolphin. <laughs> oh my god. Ladies, we all, we all know that one. <laughs> 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 so we have uh, number six, the Arabian Death Mask. Yes. Yes, that is one. Hold on, can I guess what it is? Yeah. That's where the guy puts his ball sack over your eyes. Yes, you are right. And he proceeds yeah. to put his ass into your mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. well, why don't they call it the Arabian gas mask, then? There you go. I've actually heard that called the Arabian goggles. That's that's why I knew. Oh, yeah, okay. I know, I know, what, the, I know what the Polish goggles are. It's when you, the balls are on the eyes and you rest the dick across the nose. <laughs> <laughs> These are great. <laughs> so we have uh, number seven, beaver cage. Beaver Cage. No. You are correct. Yeah, that was a 1966 Navy Marine co-op when they cleared tunnels of North Vietnamese soldiers. The Vietnam War. <laughs> wow. Operation Beaver Cage. Oh, oh my god. god. And that will go to number eight, which is Salty Hammer. Ugh. Salty Hammer. Yes? No, that's actually no. It's actually a NATO exercise to test air defenses in Great Britain. <laughs> Operation Salty Hammer. I couldn't even I couldn't oh, even God. say that with straight face if I was in the military though. Like we're about to run uh, Operation no. Salty Hammer. <laughs> what? Oh man. So uh, we'll go with uh, number nine, which is Randy Raft. Randy Raft. Randy Raft. Uh... Uh, Randy Raft. Um, yes? Yes, you are correct. Randy Raft. Okay. You proceed to have sex okay. with your female while she's on a raft and you're in a pool. I mean, I guess that works. It depends on how deep the pool is, but... I can imagine right? that being a lot of work if you're in, like, six feet deep in water. Like, you gotta, like, kick your feet at the same time. It's like, 
Yeah, that'd be really, really difficult. Of, It'd be, uh, I think I could do it. You have to be like a professional, like you have to be like a synchronized swimmer to like pull that off. Right. <laughs> I'll be the Ran- I'll be the fucking Michael Phelps of the Randy Raft. I'd wind up like holding on to the side of the raft and then like kicking my legs, and then by the time like we're in, like I flip the raft, it would just ruin everything and be over. You you'd end up dying like Titanic, exactly, bro. Exactly. I would just sink <laughs> to the bottom. My hands would just go up and I just, just yeah. fall to the bottom. Of Bloop. <laughs> Bloop. So we're going to go with number 10, last one. The menthol. Oh, man. You know, um, I don't want it to be a thing, but I think it, I think it is a thing. Yes, it is. The menthol is a thing. And it's when you proceed to receive fellatio with uh, halls in your mouth or smoking a menthol cigarette. The menthol. Uh. <laughs> it just sounds like just all bad all around, but. It sounds like a bad, or what if they put like an um, an Altoid in their mouth, or a couple of them, and then like, yeah, ouch. exactly. That's, <laughs> right. I yeah. feel like ouch. Too much. Too much. <laughs> no, the the only thing I think of is like you have like a strain, and you're using icy hot, and it gets too close oh. and burns your shit. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Icy oh. hot on your balls is not a fucking like funny how- thing. No. Like, how embarrassing that would be. It's like, I'm going to show you something sweet in the ba- bedroom tonight. And, you know, they, they come out with, like, halls. And they start, like, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. It's like, burning, it's burning, it's burning. How, like... <laughs> so awkward. So, hey, you got seven, correct. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good... That's yeah. a really good one. <laughs> it's It's been real. I mean, it's been, what, 17... Almost 18 years since we've actually uh, communicated since high school, so it's definitely been a trip, and it's really good to catch up. And I hope uh, down the road everything works out for you, and you keep doing your thing. Yeah, uh, the same here. It was really wonderful talking to you again, and yeah, reminiscing about our choir years. Uh, <laughs> Diamondback singers. You know what? Those like I wanted to be a uh, focal point, our top tier. So many years, and then the year that that you know the three of us got into that, um, we had the worst choreographer ever, and yep. the shows were so amazing the previous years, and then our year it sucked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> and I remember watching someone posted a video of us singing and dancing, and and I watched it. This was like a couple years ago on Facebook, and it was like, oh my god, no wonder we never won. We were fucking terrible. <laughs> Right? I was like, I watched it too. I was like, how the fuck did he pick half these fucking people in here? Totally. Oh, my God. How we sound I do. I was like, I don't remember us sounding that bad. Yeah, Andy Andy with his bleached hair. That's great. Yes. That's right. That was back in the day, dude. (laughs) I I remember Sin back in the day because she used to wear all black almost and she was rocking out to like Nine Inch Nails and (laughs) Marilyn Manson. Yep. Yep. That was me. Yeah. Little goth yeah. choir. That's right. The bad girl. She yeah. is the bad girl. That's right. But, oh, yes. but she could actually sing though. That was a cool thing. Is that you actually had some talent. I remember you singing yeah. some solos and stuff. So. Yeah. You and your friends sometimes meet yes. all of us at the locker room after the game, like giving us cheers, high fives. You came to our football game, so I remember that. You know what? That's that's the one thing I remember yeah. about. Oh yeah about sin and all those friends that she had i remember walking down in my football shit and always getting a smack on the ass and looking back and seeing them 
Like, what the oh hell? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. That is so funny because I, I just, I hate football so much. But um, back then, you know, it's like you're a teenager and it was like the cool kind of thing to do. Like, even though I was super goth and I was like, fuck all the things people like. But I just still wanted to be like flirty yeah. with everybody. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> weird well, time. <laughs> but that's, that's where we grew up, though, because in reality, on a Friday exactly. night, what the fuck else was there to do? Yes. Nothing. Yep, there was nothing to do. You wanted to go be social, you're going to go to the football game, and maybe yeah, there was a party there's after. There's always parties. Oh, there, there there would be a party after, yep. There's no question about that. Oh, we would man, find a I fucking think me and Andy party, like, oh, man, it was bad. Well, I'll tell you how I got my start, uh, you know, performing sexually was uh, at a party, and there'd be a line at the keg, and I go to the guy at the front who holding the hose, and I would say, "I'll show you my tits if you pour me a beer next." And wow! <laughs> well, that's how I got my stuff. <laughs> I, w- I don't think I was ever at any of these parties, to be honest with you. <laughs> right? Where was that? Where was that party? I remember that one. I remember oh, all yeah. the fights. It was in the yeah, dirt exactly. somewhere, you know. In the dirt, right next to the mountains. Yeah, some derelict house. <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure. Good time. Back in my day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in my day, we used to drink from a hose. We t- we talked about that. Hey, don't be talking shit on hose water, man. I love the taste of fucking warm rubber on a sunny day. Hey, yeah. it brings me, gives me flashbacks <laughs> of my childhood. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. It's it's been really fun. I'm I'm happy to Thank be included. You. Have me, but I'll Thank come back so anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I have a part two. Oh, we appreciate it. Thanks. And we'll try to refrain from shitty uh, questions. Yeah, no. <laughs> if we have a second one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you guys had great questions. Like I said, uh, I get, I often get people writing me with interviews, like email interviews and stuff, and it's just it's always the same fucking boring questions over and over, and I get really tired of answering them. So this was new and refreshing and good, insightful questions that I very much enjoyed talking Thank about. You. So thanks for that. Well, that's, that's awesome. And I'm sure it'll give some of maybe your fans an insight of uh, how you think. So, I mean. Oh, absolutely. Um, Thank you. Thanks, guys. Right. Have a good night. Thank you. All right, Thank bye. you. All right.